0: Hey sexies, welcome back to Interesting Nothings. Sit back and relax as we dive deep into my mind today. Today, we are gonna be talking about my takeaways from these two documentaries that I watched earlier this year. Well, I guess it was last year because um, we're in 2023 now and I watched this, I watched both of them in October. And right now it's almost Valentine's Day. So I think it's been almost four months or so, which is crazy. But the two documentaries that I watched were the Tupac and Biggie uh, documentaries, the ones that kind of cover their lifespan and how they died. And I honestly, before I watched these, I didn't really know too much about both of them. You know, I know that they were rappers and everything, but I definitely learned a lot through these two documentaries. The first documentary was called Biggie and Tupac. These were both by Nick Broomfield. So the first one that I watched was kind of like a part one. And like I said, it was just called Biggie and Tupac. The second one that I watched was called The Last Man Standing, and that one was really good too. So I really just wanted to go into my takeaways from watching those because I definitely wrote down a lot of quotes in my own little notes. And it really opened my eyes to just like gangster life and everything like that. So, I do want to talk about a couple of things before we get into the main juicy topic of the takeaways from the documentaries. Um, actually, it's crazy. So, I'm looking at my outline and I said, talk about birthday coming up my birthday has already passed you guys but i tell you guys what i did for my birthday if you haven't watched my vlog on my youtube channel definitely go check that out but i basically got a hotel for myself in dallas i had like a staycation i got a piercing i went to the museum it was really really fun guys like the hotel room had lights in it it changed from green red and blue and it was just really fun like it was definitely like a party i had my like you know my little sips of shit so i'm not gonna say exactly what i had well actually i'll just say i had some Douce and crown i mixed both of them and i got smoked out by a couple niggas and that was pretty cool guys like i definitely had a great time even though there were definitely ups and downs (laughs) but we pushed through because. I don't let anything stop me I don't care like 2023 I'm not letting nobody stop me I need to be my own motivator like and just keep going like build up that strength okay that's what we're doing 2023 okay so I'm already 23 now which is so crazy how I'm 23 I want to do an episode where I do like 22 things I learned while being 22 (laughs) so maybe I'll do that but um Because I did that last year for my other birthday episode, that's why I'm saying it. But um, it was a really good birthday. I like the piercing that I got, and yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, And now we're into February, so like I said, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, which is crazy. I really don't have a valentine, but you know what? I'm my own valentine, so I guess I do have a valentine. (laughs) you know, you got to switch it around. You got to switch it around. So I don't know if you guys have seen on Twitter where people are like, oh my God, ashwagandha is like the best thing ever, like helps your brain. It helps like, um, what's it called? It helps make you not as stressed and all this stuff. Well, guess what guys, I took some ashwagandha and it actually made my shit worse. And so now I feel like I have to, basically relearn everything and come back to the starting point because ashwagandha definitely fucked up with my head and i tried different brands too because i just felt like i should give it multiple tries but you guys when i tell you it made my shit worse like i remember one time i took ashwagandha the night before i had to work and then i went to work and i was shaking like it's supposed to make you like not shake it's supposed to make you not have anxiety and it literally did the opposite for me me so I guess it works for everyone else it just doesn't work for me which is just fabulous I definitely wasted like $30 on like two bottles of shit that like I really thought I was going to use because it had like other stuff in it it had like other essential vitamins like vitamin D I believe and like other things and so I was really taking it as a supplement for other things as well but It just didn't work out for me, which is very unfortunate. So I just wanted to tell you guys my personal experience with ashwagandha because that was pretty horrible and I definitely regret it. And for some reason, I feel like it's making me, I don't know, just have to work harder than usual. So I'm definitely, I think I have it out of my system, which is great news so yeah i just wanted to touch on that and then um i also put down here like taking care of yourself is important and you guys like there's been a lot of crazy shit that's been happening at my job so like really i've been having more time to myself to like really take care of myself and um i'm really just taking advantage of this time that my job is giving me so I say that it's important because taking care of yourself really is important like it is the foundation and for some reason I always like I I really want to do this but I guess my fear is that like once I really get in my groove like someone's gonna throw me off track and then I have to like keep like it, it's almost like it's tiring but I can't I I, I don't know the future, so there's that, but then also nothing is perfect, so I know something will throw it off, but it's, like, I don't want to, like, not try, and so, like, it's this, like, battle in my head of just, like, should I just stay in bed and just, like, you know, get this rest that I need for my mental, because I just always feel like I'm fighting for my life basically outside of my sanctuary, my safe space, or should I like still just work on myself, like, you know, take showers every day, lotion my body? You know, it's like little simple things like that where it really does seem like it takes forever. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so tiring. This is going to be so it's it's too much almost. And I really want to get back into the space of not thinking like that like it doesn't matter if it's too much I love myself enough to do it for myself like I can't leave myself behind and I think that is what I'm trying to channel um I'm trying to channel that energy into me I guess in this phase of life because it's just a lot going on guys like The other day, I just put back on my wigs, which I definitely am going to make a short hair episode for y'all, where I basically talk about my experience having short hair and, like, that whole thing, which I don't regret and I still want to dye my hair pink. But, you guys, like, I definitely feel more like myself now that I'm wearing, like, longer hair and wearing wigs again. Like, it's crazy, guys, but... (laughs) I mean, my life is really like a roller coaster all the fucking time. And it's really crazy. But I'm learning, I'm maturing, I'm growing, you know, I'm having fun on this roller coaster. And that's okay. It's okay. to, You know, go back a couple steps. It's okay to go forward a couple steps. It's okay to celebrate your wins. It's okay to be slightly ashamed of your losses. But always realize that you're always a winner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And so I feel like honestly, like recently I've been taking more, um, I guess I've been in more of a loss period. Like I've been in more of my L season, which I've never experienced actually in my life. I've never experienced taking so many L's. (laughs) And so I'm definitely reevaluating like my life and just trying to figure out what is it that's, giving me these opposite effects i've never really realized what was going on before because i was just i guess maybe taking everything for granted so many things guys it really is a lot and maybe i should just get a therapist because really, this would be great to tell someone else. But at the same time, like I am just going to keep going and keep working and, you know, journal my feelings. And, you know, and if it really comes time where I need to talk to somebody, I will, like I said, in my um, New Year's resolutions. But I felt like last year, definitely around this time, I was doing amazing, guys. I was so healthy. I was just Amazing, I was on a fucking roll, and so I want to get back to that. I feel like I'm talking in circles. I'm sorry guys, but it is me. It's just me talking and I'm trying to, you know, formulate my thoughts into words. <laughs> it makes sense at the same time. Like I said, I use this podcast as kind of a practicing tool. So thank you guys for being patient with me and helping me find my groove because I really love podcasting. At the end of the day, it's really fun for me. I it helps it, it helps me express myself. And it helps me feel great about, you know, different topics that I talk about. Like, it helps me get things off of my chest, just like journaling, except it's just out loud into the microphone. <laughs> so, okay, that's enough of this intro, okay? Let's get into the Vibe Check. My Vibe Check, if you don't already know, has a music section a mood section and a poll question so let's hop right in also you guys I'm really trying to work on having a visual again because I stopped having a visual because basically I was about to be almost homeless last year and so I was like okay I guess I'll just be recording on my phone or through some other microphone or something so I didn't want to set up something that I didn't really like or didn't think was appealing so I'm working on a new visual for everyone um really just for me because I really enjoy like talking into the camera and I mean talking out loud is fun too but like talking into the camera is also really nice and fun as well so um y'all don't really care I'm just saying this out loud again bear with me bear with me so for my music section i have just like magic by ariana grande i love this song it's the first song in my playlist i have a big playlist on spotify i think it has like 700 songs let me actually look it up right now let's look and see oh my god can i pull it up really quick it's called jasmine fucking vibes f-u-c K N vibes. Oh, oh my god, I have 922 songs. That's crazy, bro. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I have 922 songs. And um, yeah, so just like magic is the first song on this playlist. And I just love this song because it just gets me in my feels. It helps me channel my inner bad bitch it helps me realize that I am magic and just like magic I will kill shit like that's not that's not a question like it's a statement and I'm here to fucking be magical you know so um yeah I love that song I love Ariana Grande like I love all her old music like I'm definitely an OG fan of her all of her albums are amazing and i wonder if she's making new music who knows next my mood my mood right now i would say i'm pretty calm but i'm also a mix of like slightly anxious (laughs) i don't know how i think it's because it's been a while since i've been podcasting and honestly like i'm talking into the mic and I'm trying to express myself and so I think that's a little bit nerve wracking but like this definitely feels like a safe space just like as it was before I mean my other episode that I made the one right before this one I made it on my bed and that one was like really comfortable but right now I'm actually in the spot where my last visual was and so it kind of feels like um what's it called I guess it it feels like I'm on video but I'm not because there's no camera (laughs) so um Yeah, but I'm trying to utilize this chair that I have in my room because I really don't want to work in my bed anymore. Like, I want to separate sleeping and working, um but i don't have a lot of options you guys so i'm trying my best okay i'm trying my best but once i get into my own apartment and everything you know everything will be gucci i swear to you all right and now for my poll question i have m&m's or skittles i do have a little story with this i remember my cousin and my uncle and i think my brothers and sisters i don't know they all went to the gas station at one point unless maybe my uncle came over and he had my cousins with them either way they went to the gas station and my cousin was trying to pick out a candy for me and this is when i knew that she didn't really know me because she gave me m&ms and i'm like when have i ever ever went for m&ms ever in my life like i I don't really i like chocolate but i definitely like skittles and so i know i'll never forget that moment where i was like oh thank you but like it wasn't what i wanted like i I feel like she was trying but like it didn't hit the mark and i was like wow like i consider you somebody that's kind of close to me so why did you get me chocolate talking about this is making me think of another story my ex-best friend basically got me chocolate and i'm like you don't know me, like, I don't like chocolate like that, like, I definitely, like, if I had to choose between chocolate or fruity candy, I would definitely choose fruity candy, Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fish, Lifesavers, Gummy Bears, um, what else is there, like, Mike and Eggs, like, those are all fruity and gummy and chewy and delicious and sour, okay, that's the shit that I like, and the fact that, like, they got me, like, chocolate, like, Three Musketeers or some shit, I was like, Um, that's not like, were you even thinking of, like, this is a Christmas gift? Like, I guess I take gifts kind of seriously because I always try to make sure whatever gift I'm giving somebody is kind of like matching their aesthetic or, you know, it speaks to them. It's not just like a general like here have that. I guess one of my love languages is gift giving. You know, gift giving is kind of higher up on the list. And I never forget. Actually, this is also another memory. I'll never forget like one of my other friends from my private school. We were like going over our love languages and she was like, oh my God, like gift giving. That's so materialistic. I was like, that's not even materialistic i feel like if you gave me a a gift big or small if you just thought of me like if you're like oh this flower makes me think of you and it's actually super pretty and it actually matches me like i will instantly feel love like that's that's what i'm talking about like i appreciate the thought you know if it doesn't you know make the mark i'm like okay it's honestly kind of hard for me to enjoy it but i am grateful at the end of the day but still i'm just like you know it didn't really match it didn't hit the mark but at the same time I just love gifts okay wow we're really going into this okay so my poll question is Eminem or Skittles definitely Skittles guys I love Skittles um Fruity candy has my heart. Okay, let's go into the main topic of today. We have a lot of quotes and a lot of takeaways. So let's get started because I don't want this to be 24 hours long. Wow, that was a big ass jump. It's not going to be 24 hours. We all know that. Okay, anyways. So yes, we're going to go into the first documentary, which is just called Biggie and Tupac by nick broomfield and you can find this documentary on youtube i believe and then the second documentary i think it's on one two three movies because i think you had to buy it on youtube or something like that i actually haven't really looked over my notes so it's kind of like all over the place but i'm just gonna go through my notes and we're just gonna jog the memory back live okay so i wrote biggie smalls rapped about a persona he came up with he went to a private school so crazy how learning about people's story makes them more human okay so just those three he rapped about a persona he came up with so biggie smalls he he didn't come from a gangsta life which i was so taken aback by whenever i saw this shit i was like this is like the reality of black culture i feel like not everything is like this but like a lot of things is like this like i feel like i was always the only one that like came from um you know like I it, it never really came from the hood or whatever like I feel like I'm hood in my own ways I'm ghetto in my own ways I'm black you know like I'm a fucking nigga but at the same time like it's crazy how Biggie Smalls he's one of the biggest rappers and he came up with a persona about shit that he basically knew nothing about which is crazy that's just so crazy, bro. Like it's crazy, but it's not. Because I was like, Wow, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. I'll never forget, I saw in the documentary, his mom was like, Yeah, like the shit that he raps about, like he had a good school life. Like he he they showed photos of him like as a kid and everything. And he was definitely like, you know, he was a good ass kid. So it's just like crazy how the gangster life can like take you by the neck and you just be making up shit. But at the same time, like I said he rapped about a persona he came up with I kind of want to say like I'm making up a persona by doing like YouTube and podcasting and stuff like that but it's not even a persona like this is me I'm being real and raw and I feel like Biggie Smalls like maybe that was actually him like he he was actually good at rapping so like through all of this I say that it's kind of fake but it's also like not really that fake it's like it's real, it's real at the end of the day, but his origins is just what kind of gets me, okay, so crazy how learning about people's story makes them more human, exactly, like, that's why I like learning about celebrities, because it just makes them more human, like, you think a celebrity is just, like, this big, and, like, perfect, and, like, this, you know, whatever person, but, like, if you learn their story, they're just like us, like, they're just like a human, like, they're literally normal just they worked to get to where they got to or if they didn't work for it they just have something that makes them a celebrity and that's okay but they're still human like they are still human at the end of the day like and then I wrote Tupac and Biggie Smalls were just regular people not deep in the hood but made a hood persona exactly exactly what I just said exactly um let me see this is another quote by Mo Prem, and he said there was humiliation sometimes I felt bad sometimes I felt good we from the street that go down every day in the street sometimes you win sometimes you lose to judge a character of a man you judge how he comes back from hardship which I really liked I love this and Mo Prem, I think he was either he, he was somebody's brother you guys like I said this was a while ago when I watched it but basically he basically endured a big loss in the streets and obviously you know whenever anyone takes an L you feel that shit and so basically he was saying that happens in life all the time you win you lose you know like just keep it moving like keep it moving and like he said here again to judge a character of a man you judge how he comes back from hardship so exactly even though you take an L like get back up like always get back up don't ever stay down don't ever stay down and that's what i'm learning i mean that kind of seems like it's common sense but it's also like don't stay down like don't ever stay down don't ever stay down cuz then you really look like a fucking loser <laughs> so and then i wrote biggie remained cool i was more in the mind frame of keep your mouth shut big you know what i'm saying don't feed into it if you feed into it that's going to do none but escalate it I think he said that because he was explaining how he deals with conflict and I really liked that he said that because being a you know being big you know being a celebrity quote unquote whatever rising to fame there's always going to be opinions from everybody and I thought that was just really good like he said don't feed into it like because if you do it's just going to escalate it and that's perfectly said (laughs) that's perfectly said Oh, okay. Perfect. I wrote down Tupac's um, upbringing and here's what I said. Oh my God, guys. I'm sorry. This kind of feels like it's all over the place, but please again, bear with me. Am I annoying? I'm sorry. Okay. Tupac. I said he was into arts, poetry, actor, charismatic, fashion show. Oh, wow. See, he was like that. He was that guy. He was that guy. Like, definitely made to perform or like do something you know like because he was just into like the art shit biggie smalls private school good upbringing and then suge knight was into football which is crazy how suge knight he was um he was the baby of the family and it's just crazy like it's just is i I had a couple laughs basically because he's just funny he's just funny the next quote i have is what cop doesn't want to be in the limelight everything is about authority power being in control so i mean everybody wants to be around money everybody wants to be around women that's the nature of the badge i think this came from one of the officers that was being interviewed because the whole situation with Biggie and Tupac definitely involved police and like corruption in police and everything. And I was so surprised to hear that this one officer was basically like, everybody wants to be around money. Everybody wants to be around women. You know, we wearing the badge, it gives you authority and power. I was like, wow. Like, I feel like you just took that shit too seriously. You supposed to be helping the public. I don't know if that has to do with police shit. That's just, that's just you. <laughs> like, I mean, he did say everybody won't be around money. Everybody won't be around women. So I guess it doesn't, you know, it's not specific to like police officers, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like that's just you. That might be you talking. That's not everybody. Everybody don't want to do that. And if you're not going to, protect the community then why are you wearing the badge i mean yes i understand that it does give you authority and power but that doesn't mean it's like endless like you there's a limit (laughs) there's a fucking limit the next quote i wrote down was okay so i guess oh okay so this was an interaction between biggie smalls and a radio person i guess interviewing him The radio interviewer asked, how did it get to that day where you got to watch your back and have bodyguards all the time? Which I thought was interesting to ask him because I kind of relate where I just feel like I have to watch my back. Like basically everywhere I go because everybody be on some fucked up hater ass shit. So this is what Biggie said. He said, I mean, it's not just with rappers. You know what I'm saying? People will attack anybody. That's a large figure. You know what I'm saying? They did it to Jordan. They did it to Tyson. They did it to Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? They go, I, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I want to write verbatim what he said. So, and I'm also trying to say verbatim what he said. But, like I said, I haven't looked over these quotes in a minute. So, that's probably why it sounds weird. Anyways, anyways, they're going to attack you if you're on top. So, it's your job to bob and weave. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, that's so true like it is your job to bob and weave but like that's crazy once you start climbing the ladder everybody just start hating bro like it's just crazy how that shit works and I thought that was just a perfect example of like how to respond to that type of question because that's just a life lesson it's a life nugget you should be able to bob and weave all the people who trying to attack you if you're doing good in life if you trying to make it you know to the top if you trying to work your way to somewhere you can't let all those other fucked up shit get in the way like you gotta keep going you gotta keep going keep getting up like we said before keep getting up there's gonna be lessons there's gonna be else but fucking keep getting up because you gonna make that w you gonna make that w believe in yourself believe in yourself okay we're now entering the second documentary and this one was called last man standing and this was also by nick broomfield and i have some quotes so we're gonna get into it and then after that we're gonna be done oh my god this kind of went back quick but i also feel like this is a long episode so i'm sorry not sorry okay these are all really good really good quotes okay so the first quote i have is shook had more to lose if he showed a sign of weakness because of these guys he had if you had a gorilla and turn into a monkey you got a problem you don't belong in this crowd. If you a motherfucking pit bull and turn into a poodle, you don't belong in this crowd. They gon' eat your ass up. So he had to keep it up there. He had to keep his chest up. He had to be Suge Knight, and he did that well. This was from Mob James Blood Gang Security. So I thought that was again another good quote because whenever you're dealing with gangster shit, or if you dealing with like just top dogs, like. I like the metaphor that he used there. He used gorilla turn into a monkey. He used pit bull turn into a poodle. And which, I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, if you just think about it, but it's also real, like... If you try and be a big dog, like, you got to be the big dog. You can't be fumbling under pressure. And I be fumbling under pressure all the time. And so I feel like that was a lesson learned. Like, I write all of these down because I feel like these are life nuggets. You can't be fumbling under pressure. You got to just stand and bite the pressure fight the fucking pressure like you can't be turning into a poodle you can't be turned into a fucking monkey if you try and be a gorilla be the gorilla if you try and be a pit bull be the pit bull but if you want to be those top dog people but you still feel like you a poodle or you a um a monkey you can get to that top dog status like pit bulls they are a puppy at first gorillas they are a monkey, (laughs) like a baby gorilla, like, you gotta go through the different levels to get to be that status that you might be looking for, so, I just, I loved it, I loved it, okay, I loved it, I wrote it down, okay, let's see, what else did I write, I said, when you're looking for love, and you're looking for somebody to care about you, this is what happens, you only do demoralizing shit, you only let a motherfucker treat you like this, if you don't have nothing, they bait you in, okay, so, I guess from that, it's like if you don't have your own foundation, if you just basically being desperate and looking for love and you not trying to like build your own shit, then you're going to be doing crazy shit for other people to love slash like you. And that's not good because that last part that I wrote down said they bait you in. They are they're going to bait you in some real into some real fucked up shit, because I think at the end of the day, they probably see you as a sheep. If they, if you, if you about to deal with some lions, bruh, and they see you as a sheep, you about to get devoured, like you about to get devoured. So you got to stand your ground and be like your own self-love. You can't be looking for everybody else to love you in, in doing so, doing crazy shit to do it. Like that just looks like a fucking bag. Like that's not what you're supposed to be doing. So I think that's why I wrote it down. And I think that's what Tupac was doing to suge knight i think he was doing that like he was trying to like kiss kiss up to suge knight to be a part of um death row i think that's what i wrote that down for but if not it's still a good takeaway the next quote i have is tupac was a follower suge knight had his head blew up had his head so blue to where he lost his life oh wow that was from pam brooks which i agree I agree. I feel like once Tupac got with Suge Knight and they started conversing and building a relationship, Tupac definitely changed. And that basically definitely ended his life at the end of the day. Like dealing with the gang shit definitely ended his life, which is so sad. And he was so talented and so worth like living way more years. Like I think he was young. I think he was like still in his 20s early 30s, something like that. And it's just sad. Like, that's just so sad. You can't let others blow your head so much to where you like, I need to be with the shit. I mean, I understand if you like that, you see it as like, that's your future or something like that. Like there there comes a certain balance with everything. You can't be desperate trying to like, just basically fit in with everybody. And... I mean, at the end of the day, it, like, like, like she said, took his life, like, took his life. Shook Knight made him feel like he was a shit. And then he turned into shit. Like, that's, that's not, that's not how things go. It's not, it's not how things should go. Next quote he was a very kind-hearted person who got lost in the image of being tough he just wasn't a fighter definitely a lover not a fighter we used to laugh about it and that part had me dead because i was like really i was laughing behind his back because he trying to like be a fighter but like he actually a lover which when he said this i definitely see it i was like he does look like a lover like Tupac looks like a lover he's not really a fighter but I also feel like he would fight for his shit but like if you putting on a persona that you not really about then they like everybody gonna see through that shit and I had to learn that as well because I used to be acting as well I used to act I used to act with certain shit because I just wanted to I guess create my own persona but as I'm learning and as I'm growing and, you know, I'm in my early 20s, so I'm learning about life and I'm like, it's just best to be yourself. But being in the gangster shit, I know that's just a whole different environment. And so I maybe he was just trying to, like, protect himself at the end of the day and just basically, you know, change up his ways. Like, maybe he was a lover, but he wanted to be a fighter. So sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to be devil's advocate for Tupac because... I feel like he was like genuinely a good person at the end of the day. And it's just it's just so unfortunate that he died. This next quote I have is somebody would have had to die. It's way serious now. Y'all done cut the head off the chicken. So we got to do the same thing to y'all. And that's all it is. It's repercussion, revenge. Somebody got to do something. Something got to happen because if don't nothing happen, then you'll have everybody and their mama from everywhere trying to get at you because y'all sat back and let Tupac get killed. So it had to be something. That's what mob James said. And I feel like that's what happens in life. (laughs) I feel like I'm like a grandma or something, but like I wrote this down because I'm like, that's just what, like, that's what happens in life. And that's why I am so careful because I just don't want to get karma. I don't want to get unnecessary karma, but I'm also learning if you're just too careful, then you'll end up not even being yourself and you'll just be like just too, too careful. and You'll just you you just be too afraid to like basically make the wrong step but at the end of the day if you purposely or if just something happens where it's uneven or the balance is off we gotta get it back balanced and I feel like that's what Mob James was saying here he was saying that something gotta happen to the other side so basically it can be balanced because Tupac he died he was the first one who died and then Biggie Smalls was next. And I guess he's just saying, like, it just balanced out. One person from each side died, basically. That's basically all it was. I think, I don't know if Biggie was a part of the Crips or not. I think he was. I think that's why it's like the opposite. Thing because suge knight was definitely a part of the blood gang <laughs> i feel like i'm saying this so fucking weird guys okay he was a part of the blood gang and i believe biggie smalls was a part of the crips gang so i think that's why he was saying like something gotta happen because basically the bloods they they lost somebody and now the crips you know something just gotta happen next couple quotes i have by mob james is um it was all gone from rags to riches To worse, to the dirt. I was like, that's low-key funny as fuck. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Them get-rich-quick schemes. If you get money fast, you gonna lose money fast. Things don't, like like I said, there's a balance with everything. So it's just funny how he said it's from rags to riches, but then it got to worse and then to the dirt. And I'm like, (laughs) that's just horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's not how things should go. It's just not how things should go. Next quote karma is a motherfucker and he's paying for it and that's why karma that's why like i just try to be good to everybody i try to show love because i want the love back but not everybody want to choose love back and that's their issue that has nothing to do with me that has nothing absolutely nothing to do with me but still i know at the end of the day it's gonna fucking balance out it'll always balance out like god is in control the universe however this shit happens it's gonna balance out though and that's what i believe so it's just gonna balance out in some way like in some way it will okay so the next quote i have is it's dangerous to know anything and this was from layla steinberg david max trainer so i understood what she was saying here because she was obviously being interviewed and she said it's dangerous to know anything and that's why I never want to tell anybody my business basically that's how do I say this basically my whole life as a child I learned quickly I shouldn't say certain things to somebody because all they're gonna do is just basically bring it up back in my face or they are not trustworthy or xyz right so i basically have to keep all of my life to myself because for some reason i feel like someone's just gonna take the grenade and be like hey let's just throw it to her because um because she told me this one thing and blah, blah, blah 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 right so i'd rather them just not know anything so that i can live peacefully that's really all it was it was just a coping mechanism to live peacefully without anybody knowing shit, which I'm still private to this day because of that very reason. I don't like anybody in my business, bro. Like, get the fuck out of my business. But I like how she said it's dangerous to know anything. And I guess in that situation, I would have wanted to know everything. But that don't mean I'm telling everybody everything. Once you know shit, then (laughs) once you know shit, that I guess that kind of makes you dangerous in whatever way in whatever way in whatever way you just know something and so that automatically puts you in the pool of everyone else where everybody's trying to figure out everything so I just like that she said that I I feel like that's just true it's just true in this situation because She was like, Yeah, it's just dangerous to know anything. And I'm like, Yep, that's true. Especially in this type of situation, it would be dangerous because you could possibly go to jail or get in trouble or something like that. All right, the next quote I have is Biggie didn't give a fuck. Tupac didn't give a fuck. It's fucked up that the cause of their death is behind the pettiest shit on the planet. Oh my god, that shit is funny. The pettiest shit on the planet. And that's crazy because most conflicts are because of petty ass shit. The smallest shit. I feel like almost all conflicts are petty in some way because it's like basically one party is mad at the other for something and now they're acting differently because of whatever reason and then now it's creating a ripple effect of just negativeness. And... It's just unfortunate that in this case, two people's lives got taken away from the earth, which, again, is sad. And I feel like they would have lasted a long time on earth if this didn't happen. And we could still enjoy their music and just maybe go to a concert of theirs. I don't even know what would happen. But at the end of the day, I feel like everything does happen the way that it is supposed to. And it's not like we can't enjoy their music now, but it's just it's just unfortunate. Like, it's just unfortunate. I think we're at the end. The final thing I'm going to say is my lesson that I learned. I wrote down the lesson that I learned through all of this because... As fun as it was to watch both of the documentaries, I definitely learned, like I said, a couple of lessons. I wrote down quotes and everything, and this, you know, obviously wasn't from someone, you know, no one said these things in the documentary, but this is just what I came up with, and this is what I said. I said, gang shit is not what it's cracked up to be. Yes, you can be a gangster in different ways, but never get too involved before shit really turn deadly. Yeah, true. Because Tupac and Biggie were two good guys who could have done great things with their lives. Don't get it twisted with the twisted madness of being a gangster when you have a greater purpose. Always stay true to yourself. Biggie and Tupac, I feel like they were good people at the end of the day. They were talented people and they should have lasted longer on earth. And. I put always stay true to yourself because Biggie and Tupac at the end of the day I mean they created this persona and it kind of got them killed but not really but like it's just crazy how things unravel and the gangster life is not always what it's cracked up to be even though it's cool or you know you want to be a part of it just don't be too deep into it because crazy shit happens crazy shit happens and it's not cool and it, it, it what you once thought was cool it's not cool somebody's life could be taken away your life could be taken away you could get hurt like it's not a game anymore once you get deep into it but I mean you can still be a gangster in other ways it doesn't mean you're not a gangster if you're not a part of a gang so Always stay true to being yourself, you know? So basically, guys, that's the end of this episode. I feel like this episode kind of went by quicker than what I thought it was going to be. So I hope you guys enjoyed. If you are listening on YouTube, definitely give this a thumbs up. Make sure to click that subscribe button and comment down any thoughts you have on the Biggie and Tupac situation or just on anything in life. I mean, just comment down below. And if you are listening on Spotify, I love you or any other podcast podcast platform. I love you. I love you. Definitely give this podcast five stars. It'll help me a lot. I want to try to get more reviews. So, um, if you believe my podcast is deserving of five stars, definitely, definitely give it five stars. Again, guys, please bear with me as I try to find my groove back with podcasting and everything, but it will come back and we are going to be amazing because i believe in myself and yeah okay enough of that mumbo jumbo shit okay (laughs) i'll see you guys in my next episode look forward to episodes on fridays all right i'll see you later bye